Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. Let's turn our attention to the Word of God. The Word of God is always so powerful, poignant, and always purposeful. This morning, we want to look at Matthew chapter 13, lifting up, beginning at verse number 36, reading down through verse number 43. In the New Living Translation, we find these words recorded, even inclusive of the very words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Here it is. Then leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. Jesus replied, the son of man is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world, and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the harvesters are the angels. I talked about the archangel Dan out of the book of Daniel last night. Just as the weeds are sorted out and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fiery furnace. We've had a heat wave, haven't we? It's going to be hotter here. Where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Amen. The words of God for the people of God. Let's be the name of God as we go to our seats around the building in his presence. That 43rd verse of this particular passage that we, Matthew 13, then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Are you ready to shine? Are you ready to shine? We need to shine. 
we, we thank God for those who shine because of the reflection of the sun, S-O-N. Typically, when persons have been in the sun, S-U-N, it has some effect on you. It gives you a sense of a glow, a shade darker, uh, that you, again, as we appreciate, vitamin D coming into our bodies. The blessing, of course, of those of us who are of African-American culture, and that we have been able to handle the sun. It was a wonderful thing that the other day that we were able to see NBA Hall of Fame player Magic Johnson coming in as a part of the ownership team of the Washington Commanders. It's an exciting moment, and I know I say that in the, in the, in the face of others who cheer for other teams, but we got a brother. Check your, check your squad in the front room, but again, we're not going to go down that road this morning. I'm just saying, just saying, just saying. But you realize that reality, are you ready to shine? Are you ready to shine? Are you ready to make a difference, an impact, an impression? Are you ready to make a, a difference, whether it is Councilman Hawkins and Delegate Harrison in political realms? Are you ready to make a difference, shining on your job in retirement? shining in the space of family reunions and others who are going left when God has called us to go right, living righteous lives, lives that are indeed pleasing in the sight of God. Are you ready to shine, shine in athletics, shine in business, shine as an entrepreneur, as one who might have been a high school dropout. I was listening last night to all of these successful individuals who dropped out in high school. They dropped out in high school, but that was not the end of their story. They were able to redirect their paths and able to rise to high heights, whether in comedy, business, and other areas. There, are, there were things, again, they were as T.D. Jakes says in his book, Emmanuel, disruptive thinking. They, are, they were disruptors, and sometimes you've got to think outside of the box. Here is our reality, and that is the question that is asked today. Are you ready to shine? Shine, even if you're trying to be under the radar, but I'm still going to shine. Shine, even though doors have shut in your face, but God can open up other doors, and not only does he open doors, but he opens windows. Open up the windows of heaven. Pour out blessings that we will not have room to receive. Are you ready to shine? That's what I got up this morning. I'm rising. I'm shining. I'm giving God the glory as I preached last weekend about NASCAR and one of the things that in NASCAR you have to come for a pit stop. You have to come at the end of the round. And I was listening to Oscar De La Hoya the other day on one of the talk shows. He was 
entitled The Golden Boy. And, and, and as he talked about his story and his journey, that he felt like his family had put pressure on him to be a boxer. They were saying that you, we want you, Oscar, to represent our family. And he felt like there was no other choice other than for him to fulfill what they had placed upon him. I don't know what burdens that you feel, what what mountains you're trying to climb. I don't know what things you are dealing with internally and externally, but I'm letting you know that whatever it is, you can shine. I'm ready to shine even though I might be knocked back, knocked down, but I'm getting back up. And when I get back up, I'm getting back up with more strength power and energy. Matter of fact, let me go down this road, Steve. There is what we call the second wind. And sometimes at any person in athletics and running, you're looking for the second wind. The second wind is when the moment will kick in and you will run a little bit further every now and then. We just finished watching the summer league in, in Las Vegas. I was watching on TV. I was not present like some of our members who went out to Vegas and were there, but I but I watched it on TV. But every now and then, and some ballers or ex-ballers in the room, when you think you are on a you are hot and everything you think that you throw up is gonna go in, then then you will do what they call a heat check. What is a heat check? A heat check is that I think I'm hot, and if I'm hot, I think anything I throw up is going to go in. We saw Jordan do that, and Jordan would throw it up and then throw his hands out and shake his head. Last weekend, we watched Steph Curry not on the basketball court, but we watched him on the golf course, and here he is on the golf course doing the same kind of things that he does on a basketball court, and here it is that Steph is able to hit the ball and it goes in the hole, Jeff, and he comes running down the course like he's in the, on the basketball court. What I'm trying to tell somebody, that when you can shine in every situation, when you have the power of God and the anointing in your life, you can shine. You can shine even though you might have been mislabeled. You can shine even though they tried to put you in a pigeonhole, but you can still shine. You can shine. That's what George Washington Carver, Harriet Tubman, they were able to shine, shining in spite of all of the things that are going on. And in spite of individuals like Uncle Clarence Thomas who forget about where they have come from, and you have, we are still going to shine. You might try to take away something, but I believe God, if God before you, he is more than the world against you. I know it's getting ready to get difficult because we have individuals who are willing to ban books but allow guns. What, do, what difference does that make? We can ban books, but we can't deal, deal with all of the mass shootings in America. We cannot deal with all of the ghost guns and all of the access that they have. That is 
that is dangerous, but yet we are going to take away information. I heard that information is power, and a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And, and I'm, that's why we are going to support Dr. Sims, the very fact that readers can be leaders and make a difference because we're ready to shine. Shine. That's why we're going to shine. Laura Neal Hurston, Tony Morrison, we're going to shine. Oprah Winfrey, we're going to shine. No matter what goes on, Magic Johnson, we're going to shine. Even though you got to, matter of fact, somebody said, look at Magic. He was, he was diagnosed with HIV AIDS, but that did not stop him because you got to understand that things can happen to you. But even though things can happen to you, you can still put yourself in the hand. Oh, I feel like preaching Highland Park this morning because when you think about the glory of God, it's time to shine. I came into the house of God and I don't know what your week looked like, but when you got to the house of God, there was a peace that came over you. There was a, there was an energy and enthusiasm and now you're ready to tackle whatever the responsibilities are because if God be with you, he is more than the world. Who am I talking to this morning? I will bless the Lord and all time. It's time to shine. Well, that brings us to this particular passage, which is really an extension of that, which is spoken about earlier in chapter 13. It is now that after th this outdoor discussion has taken place, that now the disciples want clarity. It's one thing for you to hear a message, but it's another thing for you to dig in for clarity. Sometimes somebody will give you direction, but you did not really get the direction. So you got to double back and say, did I hear what I thought I heard so I can carry this thing through? Well, the first thing that I need to tell you in this morning worship experience that following the Lord positions you to allow the light of Jesus to shine through you. I'm now in position for the light of Jesus to shine through me. I'm in position. I'm thanking God to be in the right position. I'm glad to be in the house of God this morning. I'm glad to be surrounded by other people who not only know the words of prayer, but they know the worth of prayer. I'm glad. Now, I'm not saying that the church is a perfect place because it is a very imperfect place for imperfect people who are trying to become more like Jesus who is perfect imperfect place for imperfect people who are trying to model themselves after a perfect God. And so it is that we come in the right position. That's why it tells us that we should not forsake the assembly. That's why the Bible tells us that we should pray without ceasing. That's why we got men and women all always to pray. That's why the Bible says study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman, a workwoman who needs not be ashamed. That's why the word of God said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Are you ready to shine? 
shining, shining to the glory of God. And so we, number one, come into position. That 43rd verse, then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. And anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. You should listen, but that doesn't mean everybody listens. That's why you got folk who are in the church and they don't listen. They don't listen and sometimes they listen, but they don't understand. And that's why you cannot be casual about your faith. That you can't have a kind of faith that you only open up the Bible one day a week. You got to have something that you walk with God on a regular basis. Your regular time of studying the word and memorizing and hiding the word in your heart. You got to understand that you got to build yourself up because you don't know what kind of challenges are about to face you. I don't know who I'm talking to in this room, but I'm trying to tell you that there is a word that, that is right here that is anchored for you. And even after the diagnosis, even after dealing with all of the health issues, even after every challenge you've had to come through, I'm still ready to shine. I'm shining. And so the reality of it is we, we're trying to shine, shining in the glory of God. The second thing is don't allow the weeds to strangle your relationship with the Lord. Oh, it's getting ready to get thick in here. The, the weeds, look here, not to your side. Oh, we getting, we got we to gotta dig into the weeds now. The weeds are smoking about in this passage, but the weeds should not be able to strangle your relationship choke out your relationship and to steal your joy. It's right here in this passage in verses 38 and then in verse number 39 that we hear about the weeds, the weeds, the weeds. Let's, let's, let's take a little look at the weeds. In the field is the, is the world and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. Then the weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. And the harvest is the end of the world. And the harvesters are the angels. Let's look at the weeds. Because some of you, in order for me to grow in my faith, I've got to deal with the weeds. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody For somebody to make it to worship this morning, you had to step over some weeds. You had to, you had to, you had to not allow the weeds to allow you to stay in the bed angry and and mad, but you said I've got to get up, even but even in spite of a, a a weed conversation. Some of you have had some weed conversations this week. You work with some weeds, but I'm not telling you when you see the weed to identify the weed. That's not your job. It's not up to you to identify the weed. It is not up to you to separate the weed. You got to understand that the world is filled with weeds, but the weeds don't have to stop me. Do I have a witness here? The weeds are not going to take away my joy. The weeds are not going to limit my praise. The weeds are not going to kill my energy and enthusiasm because that's what weeds want to do. Weeds want to frustrate you. 
Weeds want to want you to act like you're not a Christian. Weeds want you to get mad. Weeds want you to say words that you should not say. Weeds want you to get angry. But I am going to come here today and rebuke the weeds. I'm rebuking the weeds. And matter of fact, the weeds are not always people. Sometimes we got some weed thoughts. Now, I, not weed, it's, it's a hard for me to mention that word weed now because now in this new society with the legalization of cannabis and all of that going on, because some of y'all, when I mention the weed, you talk about, you think about another weed. But, I'm, but I need to help somebody. I'm talking about something that's dealing with harvesting. I'm not talking about your joint or your blunt. Come on, somebody. I'm not talking about that weed. Come on, somebody. So we look in this particular passage that we're not going to allow weeds to strangle our thoughts. A weed could be a thought. There could be a weed of negativity, a weed of small-mindedness, a weed of the very fact that you think you are under a generational curse, that no one is going to rise. You're only going to rise so high in your life, and you got to tell that weed you are not going to have any space in my spirit. No. Say no to the weed. Who you talking to? I'm talking to the weed. They think, you, they think you've been smoking some weed because you're talking to the weed. But I'm, ta- I'm talking to the weeds. The reality of it is that the, that, that the Bible, and Jesus said, you need to understand that the, the enemy, the enemy who planted the weeds among you, among the wheat, is the devil. And the harvest is the end of the world. And the harvesters are the angels. In other words, God, you can carry me through in spite of the weeds. God said, I know your situation. I know what surrounds you. I know what you've got to face. I know what is difficult, but I also know how to deliver. Do I have a witness here? You can thank God for deliverance. He heard my my prayer. He made a way out of no way. I come this morning lifting up my hands and giving God praise. You don't know how good God is even after I had to step over the weeds. But I'm here and I'm going to love the Lord. I will bless the name of God. I will lift up my hands in spite of the weeds. You've dealt with weeds. We deal with weeds. Weeds can be ugly. Weeds come up slowly. Matter of fact, here you get in a nice. I, I have I, my, my my folk come to the house and they work. They work. They work on our on our lawn. And I thank God. It's always wonderful when they come and they deal with all of the weeds. But after a few days will pass, the weeds will start working their way up. You need to understand that even though you thought you got rid of the weed, the weed will come up again and another way, in another place. You think you ran away from a weed. Some people run from church to church because you're running from weeds. But you ran from a weed at that church and then you find another weed at the new church. Do I have a wit? Some folk do it in their relationship. 
I dropped you because you were weed. And then I found another weed. Another weed dressed up, looking good, talking smooth, smelling good. Do I have a witness? But still, a weed. Here's the last thing. We'll shut it down. We'll shut it down. It's summertime. It's summertime. It's summertime in the city. It's at the city on the hill. Here's the last thing I need to tell you in this worship experience. Allow God to ultimately deal with the weeds. I'm allowing God to deal with them. See, many times... We try to move into weed control without good weed training. I'm I'm trying to deal with weed control and you have had no weed training. You think you're smart. Just because you've been in church all your life, you think you're ready to deal with the weeds. Just because you learned, you went to vacation Bible school, because you went to Sunday school, doesn't mean you can deal with the weed. Lord, like I need you to deal with this weed. I need for you to take this spirit. I need for you to deal with this personality. And that's what the word of God is telling us right here. Jesus is speaking. He said, just as the weeds are sorted out, verse number 40, and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. The angels angels will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm thanking God that some things you got to everything. I need to put it in the hands of God. I'm through Highland Park, but when I think about the power of God and I think about things he's already done, what God is already doing, it gives me great expectation of what he's going to do. Do I have a witness this morning? I don't mind praising God. I don't mind lifting up my hand. I'm not going to allow a weed to get in the way of my praise. Every mountain, every valley, I'm thanking God. And sometimes those weeds have helped us. Those weeds have kept us on our knees. Those weeds have brought us closer to God. My God, we had a weed that was at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue who said, I'm going to take over the government. I'm going to try to change the election. But I'm thanking God that we can deal with the weeds. Are you here this morning? Are you ready to shine? Shine, Highland Park. Shine. Shine, not just on Sunday. Shine, not just when I got my church clothes on. Shine every place that you go. I will praise his name. Give the Lord some praise. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all, and all, and all, he's done for me. Yes, yes, he's a mighty good God. Oh, yes, he is. Fairest of 10,000. 
bright and morning star. Won't he do it? He's able. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. shine. I might not have done a good job this past week, but I'm going to do better this week. I'm ready to shine. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655. Or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. Power at the park.